1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So, without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass. Just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Merry Mother of Hello, Love. <laughs> What are you doing today, my love?
0: I'm doing great. And you guys, Mr. Smith's got jokes today. You guys. You guys. So let me just say, yeah, he's got jokes today. He's a little squirrely.
1: I had to stretch it out for the, yeah, he for stre- the funny. Yeah, he
0: stretched it out for the podcast. It's like... Whoo-
1: I gotta get, you know, gotta get ready for my funny.
0: Yeah, a little stretch in a bit, you know, because he does do the comic relief here with the Would You Rather segment.
1: Well, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not.
0: The oh-so-popular.
1: Oh-so-popular. Would
0: You Rather segment. I'm I'm the the funny one. one. Oh my God. Calm (laughs) down. Hi, guys. Welcome. I told you, I told you that it was going to be like this, but I, you know, as always... I will definitely.
1: You'll pull it through. I'll
0: spit some wisdom.
1: Yeah, you'll be the wisdom, and I'll be the funny. Let's let's know where let's know where our strong suits are here.
0: I can't be with that.
1: (laughs) All right, I'll be the wisdom. You to be the funny.
0: No, no, no! I want to be both of them. Oh my gosh!
1: Then what am I doing here?
0: All right, (laughs) you're the voice of the people, like you always
1: say. That's right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. i the people's this is, this is... Going downhill fast. Yeah, it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging out and sticking with it. So today we're going to talk about how to stop jumping to ridiculous conclusions. And this is really something that I think all of you are probably very familiar with, where you run something through your mind about what somebody else might think. And before you know it, you've created this whole story and scenario and this elaborate context of what they must be thinking and what they meant when they said that one thing to you. And it becomes this huge, huge thing. And then all of a sudden you're thinking like, well, gosh, maybe we should just split up or maybe I should end this friendship or maybe I just need to quit this job. And like, you jump to this crazy-ass conclusion. So there's ways in which we do that in our own mind to ourselves, and then there's ways in which we do that with other people. So we're going to be talking about that a bunch today.
1: Nice. So You're going to jump to conclusions? No. No. We're not going to jump to conclusions. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ, you guys. I don't even know with my husband right now. I don't. I can't. I did promise, though, that there was going to be a really – exciting announcement today. Oh yeah, that's right. So for the avid pod listener, the pod person.
1: Pod people. The podians. Yeah, the pod. How do you say one though? Pod peep. Pod peep? I like it. <laughs> I love it.
0: Maybe a, a pod peep?
1: Hashtag pod peep.
0: <laughs> Hashtag pod peep. <laughs> All right, listen to me. This is so exciting. I'm like, I've been freaking out about it. We had to postpone this and... Now, it's actually finally happening, and it's extremely exclusive. So, many of you guys know my very best friend, Andrea Owen, who is kind of the chief badass over at yourkickasslife.com. She and I have a business (coughs) called the Self-Love Revolution. (coughs) Excuse me. And we've done a ton of projects together since 2012, 2011, when we founded the Self-Love Revolution. So each year, we typically do a version of it. And we, it has grown over the years. And we have a signature course called the Master's Course that we recently revamped in 2015. And it's always been virtual. It's always been, you know, an online class, which is what I kind of specialize in, right?
1: Yeah.
0: We have decided... In 2017, we are doing an in-person retreat featuring our Self Love Revolution Masters mm-hmm. Course curriculum.
1: Oh wow. So excited. That's, wow.
0: So we have found this gorgeous boutique hotel. It's a it's a it's kind of hipstery. It's very cool and posh. Nice. We found this gorgeous resort hotel in North Carolina. And We are going to be hosting 20 attendees. We're keeping it very small. There is no chance that we're changing that number. Sometimes in the past, like with our Triple T retreat, the one that we do Mm -hmm. in Mexico each year, there's been times when we've actually been able to petition for more rooms. We don't have the option with this particular resort for this project. And we're being very intentional that we want to keep it very small. Mm -hmm. We do not want more than 20. So, Intimate. Intimate, if you will. Yes. But if you know that you want to work on all things self love, and you would like to meet myself and Andrea in person, you want to. I mean, duh. Get your mic. Pick up your mic. Wow. You are.
1: I'm a mess today. You are
0: a mess. (laughs) We might need to have you getting irritated. We need to have like a yearly review (laughs) because we're like three years late. I need to have a yearly review. A review of me. Of you. I think you need to tell me what you think your accomplishments have been, your areas of opportunity. How
1: dare you? (laughs) How about if I do that to you? What do you think your accomplishments have been?
0: No, because this is my fucking show.
1: It's my show. No, (laughs) it's not your show. It's It's our show. It's a
0: no nonsense show. It's our show. You're right. All right, I quit. No! (laughs) Don't. Please. I'll do anything. (laughs) Okay. So listen to me. If you want in. For the Self-Love Revolution Master's Course Retreat. Hashtag IRL in real life, if you didn't know what that meant.
1: Hashtag with your bestie. Hashtag Goulet. Hashtag Robert Goulet. You'll just love it. Or my name isn't Robert Goulet. I don't know if anybody's going to get that,
0: but all right.
1: Well, that's what you guys call each other.
0: So if you're interested, I need you to just give okay. me a minute. I need I'm... I need like a good two minutes of quiet. Let's play the quiet. Zippered the mouth. Okay. <laughs> if you are interested, you can find all the information at the dot or on the show notes page for this episode, you will find all the details that you need as well. Like the link will be there also. So if you go to the joyjunkie.com slash one eight zero, you'll find everything that you would need to know. The deal is for a very limited time, I think we capped it at about two weeks, you have the opportunity to get in on the early bird pricing. At that point, after that, it jumps, whether you do a a one pay or a three pay, it jumps by $250. Hmm. So you definitely want to get in. Get in fast. It is, it's all inclusive. We're handling all the food. All your accommodations, we're even handling getting you a shuttle from the airport to the hotel. Or if you happen to drive in, we're paying for parking. It's all-inclusive. All you have to do is get your ass to North Carolina. And I'm I'm so excited about it. And the only other thing that's not included is alcohol. So that's – but that's it. So you just need to get your airfare there, and then we will handle the rest. And we're taking our curriculum – Obviously, that's focused on self-love, but we have four major principles that we'll unpack over that weekend. It spans over four days, three nights, and we're going to be talking about your self-talk and your self-kindness will be module one. Your self-worth, really and having an understanding of your enoughness, will be in module two. Module three is around self-forgiveness, how to let go of things in your past and forgive both yourself and other people. And then module four is all about our emotions and <coughs> what we like to call the glass case of emotions, where we tend to not allow ourselves the the freedom to feel what we feel, and that totally influences how we feel about ourselves. So that's what we're covering in this gorgeous location with amazing food and fantastic camaraderie and... and You'll have time, like free time, for reflection and all sorts of cool things. And we're we're really excited gearing up for for it right now. It'll happen in May. That's when we're actually going.
1: That sounds like so much fun. I
0: know I'm so excited. So. If you are interested, again, go to either selfloverevolution.com and you can read all about it, or you can also find it on today's show notes page, which is thejoyjunkie.com slash 180. Okay, you can talk now. Okay. Whew. Took his gag off. Whew. So why don't we jump into a very quick Would You Rather.
1: Would you rather... Today's would you rather, would you rather eat ketchup packets off the ground for a week or, or eat candy from a trash bin for a week? Like that's all you can do is eat ketchup or candy. One's ketchup packets off the ground and the other is candy out of a bin.
0: Yikes. Oh my gosh. Um... I think I'd have to at least do the candy. I mean, ketchup is like barely even food. <laughs> I mean, so is considered
1: it, a vegetable by the FDA.
0: You've got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding. Dumb. I think I would have to go with candy out of the trash bin.
1: You'd have to be on a sugar high all the time. Here, here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, but so
0: would you, so would ketchup. I mean, ketchup's pretty yeah. sugar and a lot of high fructose corn syrup. That's
1: true. I just, you know, the reason that one came up for me was I was thinking about like how. Many people, or how many germs are on those ketchup packets, Mm. and people open them with their mouths. Yeah. You know, like.
0: Oh, you know what that gets? What? That gets a cold prickly!
1: Cold Cold prickly! (laughs) You were so joyous just now. It's a like little sparkle in your eye. I like, like
0: the cold prickly sound effect oh more than God. I like the warm fuzzy. It's so
1: funny. All, All right. great. Right. So if you didn't know, we're we're, aw- <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we're
0: awarding warm fuzzies to things that are awesome, and we're awarding cold pricklies to things that are not awesome.
1: Open and catch up with your teeth. Cold prickly.
0: Cold prickly, for yeah. sure. All right. Okay. We got to move on. We've let's got move, got on. To
1: move on. Moving on. Get some content going here. Yeah, let's
0: get some content. Get the show on the road, junkie. So let's... Oh my God, just find your find your happy place. <laughs> Don't take it out on him. Don't take it out on him. <laughs> see, I was self-coaching there. Is you what know I was doing? people are eating this up. All right, so <laughs> how to stop jumping to ridiculous conclusions. So we see this constantly in our lives and I'm pretty sure that you can relate to that the way in which we talk <coughs> to ourselves and I'm gonna give you a tons of, tons of examples. And some tools to work with. And then what we make up about other people. So when we talk to ourselves, a lot of times what we do is we will say things with our own inner conversation, our inner critic, if you will, or inner shit talker, that says, like, if I do this one thing, or if this thing happens, then I'm a a failure. I'm not worthy. I suck. Or something like that. So... What I talk about a lot of times in my in my work, and if you've ever come to one of my free workshops, a lot of times I'll talk about this particular tool that's called If This Then That. And it's a way to kind of catch your inner critic and how you've been speaking to yourself where you will take one situation or fact or isolated incident and you'll make it mean something grandiose about who you are as a person. So I'll give you a couple of examples. For instance, We'll, like, let's say you're going through a really rough breakup. And you tell yourself, well, if he doesn't love me, then I'm not lovable. Or if she doesn't love me, then I'm not lovable. Or I'm not valuable. Or I am damaged. I'm damaged. So you take this certain set of affairs that's happening. Like, he might not love you. Like, that might be a fact, right? Like, that might be the reality of your situation. But what you, the conclusion that you jump to is, is not just influencing this one particular fact. It's now become this umbrella about the entirety of who you are. So another mm-hmm. example, like if my kids are ill-behaved, then I'm a horrible parent. It's like, no, it could mean a ton of other things. We just jump to that conclusion and make it mean something huge. Or something like, if I gain weight or if I am heavier, then I'm a total failure or then I'm not lovable or then I'm not worthy. So what I would love for you to do is to start listening to your own internal conversation about when you take a specific set of circumstances or a situation or a fact, and you make it mean something totally different. And we do this a lot of times in our own minds. So what you can do with this type of thing is to take that first if, like if he doesn't love me, and then simply restate it as a fact, right? So you would say, like, if he doesn't love me, then he doesn't love me. Instead of jumping to this huge conclusion about who you are. If my kids are ill-behaved, then my kids are ill-behaved. It doesn't have to mean that you suck as a parent. It could mean that they had a lot of sugar or they have learning disabilities. I mean, it could mean a ton of other things. It doesn't automatically have to be this ridiculous conclusion about who you are.
1: Right. That's interesting.
0: If I gain weight, then I gain weight. Right? So... In your first column, and this is something that I would highly suggest journaling out, is your if that if this then that statement. So maybe g- give yourself a week to monitor any time you find yourself saying, "Well, if I do this, then this must be the reality," mm-hmm. or "If I don't get this job, then I'm not competent," or "Then my whole life is going to fall apart." And really look at the variance there because most likely it's something like if this particular person doesn't love you that does not mean that you're unlovable. That's just what you've created in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's the conclusion you have come to. So you actually have the power to put whatever you want in that other column. So let me back up here a second. If you were to map this out and journal this out on paper you would have one column in the left that says if the following And then in the second column, saying, then these things must be true. So you kind of have to divide up what you are generating as the fact and then what you create as the fiction. So all of the things that are in the first column are likely a fact, a very simple fact. Like, for instance, if I don't get this job. Like that might be a fact. You uh, might yeah. you might not fact have chart. gotten the fact. If my mom hates me, she might actually hate you, right? Like so. Oftentimes, it's if if this scenario is true, then this other thing must be true, and that's the fallacy. That's, that's what, the
1: jump to conclusions.
0: That's exactly right. Because whatever you put in after the word "then" is what you have made up. So you get to make up whatever you want, mm. right? Well, that's nice. So, so, oh, that's nice. So essentially that first column is going to be the fact, like if my kids are ill-behaved, if I gain weight. Okay, that might be a fact that you gained weight. And then this, the after the then column, you've gone from fact to fiction. So I want you to really look at the variance between those two and look at what is that conclusion that you draw about yourself. And so what you can do is you can go a couple of different ways. You can go into just stating the situation as fact, which I like to call moving to neutral, where, you know, is exactly what I just mentioned. Like if I don't get this job, then I don't get this job. Right. You just make it all factual. Or because you can create your own truth, you can make it positive you if you want. Like if I don't get this job, then rejection is God's protection. Or if he doesn't love me, then there's somebody else out there who will. Or I'm excited to find out who will. So what I want you to understand is whatever comes after the word then is what you're making up. So why don't we make up something that's powerful? Okay. Right? I like it. And that's another sort of like little nuance to check out is anytime you use that word then in your own self-talk, watch what follows after it. Even if it's not a if this, then that. Even if it's just, gosh, well, then nobody's going to like me.
1: You... I think for most people, it's just catching yourself saying it at all. Right. You know, like, that seems to be the big thing is like, that's the first part. Once you've started yes. going, okay, I'm, I've, I caught myself doing it, then you can start getting nuanced, right? Then you can start saying, oh, I'm saying this. Okay, so now I can say this instead right right but you have okay. to catch yourself first
0: absolutely yeah. and that's why we always talk about awareness being the win
1: mm-hmm. you
0: have to catch up this kind of false truth that you're making up and and catch yourself in the moment so a lot of times I find because I work with such a high kind of people-pleasing demographic yeah <laughs> that they tend to say things like then People won't love me, or I have to get it done this way, or or else, then people are going to think I'm not competent. They're going to think I'm ugly. They're going to think I'm not capable. They're going to think I'm a bad mother. So you might also look for then they're going to think. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that might also be your little catchphrase. So you can I would I would suggest writing them out. You know, like I just said, like journal it and see if you could keep just a mental tally over like a week's time and just see what you come up with and then really look at the difference between okay that's what happened and then i made that my truth just because this one person at this particular chapter in my life does not love me it's
1: interesting i've made
0: it mean that for my rest of my existence i can never be loved nobody else said that except you Whatever you say in your own mind becomes your truth. So make sure it's a truth you want to believe. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So we also do this with other people. And this is what I was talking about earlier where we build up this entire story or this scenario. Like say we had an alter, uh, altercation with somebody at work or maybe not even an altercation. Maybe it was just you had words and it felt a little weird. And so you go back to your desk and you start building up this whole story about, well, they think this about me and they, I must have sounded like this. I'm sure they, I came across this way. I, I bet they're thinking this. And then it spirals all the way into this place where all of a sudden you're, you're planning to move across the country and leave your job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> and then, a snowball.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this is very, very common thinking for me in particular. And I don't know if it is, if it's, Everybody deals with that or if it's just very acutely around anxious people, you know, because I've had struggled with anxiety disorder. But I think most of us do that in, you know, in psychology, a lot of times they'll call it catastrophizing where you'll take one set of circumstances and we make it mean total and utter catastrophe mm-hmm. like it has to be the worst case possible scenario so we do it a lot of times with what ifs too we always what if these mm-hmm. horrible yes turn of events like what if they fucking hate me and kill me like we, we, we make these horrible what ifs and a lot of times it's based off of nothing concrete so if you find yourself doing that a lot of times like i was mentioning if you're finding yourself building up this whole story about what you think your mom thinks or your husband or your spouse or your wife or whatever, you get locked into this permanent place of fear and anxiety. And there was something you used to tell me all the time. You used to say, information cures anxiety. It does. So if you don't have the information... You just Ew. run around in all this anxious, making up fucking stories. So
1: yes.
0: here's, here's the, a four-step process if you find yourself in this vortex of jumping to conclusions. The first is you have to notice when you're in the story spiral. And this is what you were pointing to with the other thing is really creating that heightened sense of awareness. You have to notice that you're doing it. So when you go back to your your desk or your office and your mind is spinning and you're making up a bunch of shit, you have to go, oh my God, I'm in the story spiral. I just made up a whole story about what they think of me or what that what just transpired. I made up how they feel. I made up what they think. I made up what's going to happen You have to notice right when you're stuck in the story spiral, okay? The second thing is to gather the facts, right? What do I know for a fact? So if we're taking that same example, well, I know for a fact that I said this, and when I said that, they made a funny face. I don't know exactly what that funny face meant, what I started making up was da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But the facts of it is I said this, they made a funny face.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Right? Because usually we take information like that and we, that's what we use as fodder to create that's this entire fuel, story. For sure. That we obsess on and don't ever rectify. We just get lost in this like spiral of anxiety and fear. All right? So first notice. Second, what do I know for a fact? And then third... What am I making up? What am I making up? Okay, well, when I said this thing, they made a funny face. I made up that they were extremely disapproving of what I just said. I made up that they're going to go tell our boss that I'm insubordinate. I made up that they're going to gossip about me at the water cooler. I made up (laughs) up that I am. That old water cooler. I'm now going to get terminated. I made up. And so you can start unpacking what really happened and then what was the truth or the conclusion that you fabricated. That's what I want you to know is you are doing this, which means you can undo it. You can change this cycle. And then the fourth piece is to look at what is the healthiest way to take care of myself. So given Mm -hmm. this circumstance, What is the healthiest way to take care of me? All right. The fastest avenue to peace, because sometimes I'll ask myself that too. Like, what is my fastest avenue to peace? Because for me, peace is what I always want to be feeling instead of anxious, right? right? Instead of anxiety. So in that situation, it would be, let me go have a conversation with that colleague and say, hey, I said this, I noticed you made a funny face. I started making up all these things about what I was thinking you were thinking. And I just wanted to kind of broach this and iron it out. And please understand my intention was this. I did not mean to come across this way. And you Mm -hmm. just kind of clear it up. Not to be a big apologizer or over-explainer. It's not that. It's for you to gain peace. It's gathering more information so that it can uh, curb your anxiety.
1: Well, we can all use some of that. Right? Mm -hmm.
0: Because if you don't try to rectify it or gather other information, you'll just continue. That story just gets bigger. It's like a snowball effect. It just gets bigger, 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 bigger. You have a harder time sleeping. You keep replaying things in your head. And then we know scientifically that we remember very little accurate details. I don't even know the specific percentage, but it's crazy what we think we remember that actually isn't even true. Hmm. So all of that to say, their experience of the interaction might be radically different than what you're making up.
1: That happens a lot, yeah.
0: So if you can't remember like the four-step process, one of my favorite questions to ask is just, what am I making up? When I've gone into this anxious story spiral, I try, I try to stop myself and go, okay, what are you making up right now? And then just looking at all of the fabrication that I just did. And then applauding myself for being motherfucking creative. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's cool.
0: And then <coughs> rerouting my thought process so that I'm not stuck in that spiral. So I'm hoping that those couple of things are really helpful. Did you have any thoughts or things as I'm...
1: No, I'm just trying to drink it all in. I, I think... Um... For me, like I said in the, earlier, it's, it's catching yourself saying those things. I think those voices just run in our heads and we don't necessarily uh, draw attention to them. Right. So getting attention on that voice is the first thing. That's right. At least it seems like for most people it would be.
0: Of course. Yeah, I mean you have to.
1: Um, and then this is, this is very sophisticated Right, this is a little bit more on the sophisticated side, where you're saying, "Oh, okay, this is what I'm saying." Where's the truth? And you kind of start breaking it down. I like That's that right. you broke it down, and you broke it down into truth and fiction, which is cool. You know, it's like a library; you've got you know, right like, you know, fictional books and and uh, yeah and truth books. I don't know. Anyway,
0: not nonfiction. No,
1: yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, you mean nonfiction? You mean nonfiction? And, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> truth, dummy. Anyway, so I like that you're like breaking into that. It makes it easier to to take it apart right? when you look at it. I think the thing that people might get in trouble with is making things truthful that aren't.
0: Oh, like how? Explain that.
1: Um, like saying, well, she did, her face definitely was, um, upset or she definitely gave me the stink face. Uh, Or, you know, like making things up that may not have been there and calling it a truth.
0: Calling it fact. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Because let me just tell you, resting bitch face happens to the best of us.
1: Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell
0: you how many times I've had these crazy looks on my face and people be like, what's that look for? And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Nothing. I was just thinking. Yeah. Because my resting bitch face... Is is when I'm totally enveloped in thought. It looks scrutinizing.
1: Full RBC. (laughs) No, it'd be RBF, wouldn't it? RBF.
0: Yes. So, yeah. So that's a great point. Is and there's um Byron Katie does some work around this where she asks the question: Do I know that that's true? Around whatever situation you're talking about, like, oh, he he doesn't love me. Well, do I know that that's true? Well, well, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He right, like, he but can... do you? And then you follow it up with, do I know with a sh- without a shadow of a doubt that he for sure doesn't love me? And so it's like because our gut responses are like, yeah, I know he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I know she was making that fucking face. Right. And then it, then you have to go, wait a minute. Do you know without a shadow of a doubt that that is for sure what happened? Because most of what we do is we observe and then we interpret.
1: You have to be your own judge and jury.
0: That's right. So even the, the same stuff that I talk about a lot with my private clients and my, my students, when we go through belief work, the way we form our beliefs is largely from sets of circumstances that we've had in our childhood that we interpret to mean something Mm -hmm. that becomes our belief. And we kind of foster and nurture that belief throughout our life until we decide we want to change them, which is when they landed my class. (coughs) Yeah. So just knowing and being able to shine a little bit more of a light on some of this stuff I think can be hugely helpful because whatever your current reality is, You've created it, so you can also change it. I love it. But, like what you were saying, this work is very conceptual. It's very much ideas. Uh That's why it's important to me to always have as many step-by-steps or tools or mnemonic devices or things like that to help curb those thought processes, because that's what we're doing. It's conditioning like anything else. It's like working out, changing your food, um, going to school, and you need to get in a habit of study. It is the exact same thing. We're just getting into a different habit with your thoughts. But you have to observe those thoughts first before you can see if they are serving you or not serving you. For sure. So we actually, you know, and we're going to be one of the modules that we're covering at the self love revolution retreat coming up will be on self talk and self kindness so we're we'll be taking an entire day to look at tons of tools like this mm. to help you catch that internal voice.
1: God, you guys are going to have so much fun.
0: It's going to be it's I love these types of weekends cuz they're just ridiculously transformational. For sure. And we've loaded it up with a bunch of bonuses and we really think it'll be such an incredible treat for for those that that small little tribe of women. So if that is you and that's pulling at your heart, please 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 go to the selfloverevolution.com and check it out sooner than later so you can be sure to get the best possible rate, the best possible deal. In fact, today when this is being this episode drops is the first day that it's available. Oh, really? So we will know very quickly. If the spots are gone, how quick they go, all of that. So we've tried to make it as palatable as it can be for for everybody to do payment plans and all sorts of things like that. So I would love to have you if it's really pulling at your heart. And for everybody else, um, I really want you to start thinking about how can you implement this work, these two different concepts, this idea of if this, then that, taking kind of a mental inventory of your self-talk when you're making up these truths or jumping to conclusions, and then how it influences you with other people. When do you build up stories or scenarios about what other people think, feel, or uh, have assessed your interaction with them as? Hmm. You know? Okay. And, and walk through that same thing. Notice when you're in the story spiral, ask what do I know for a fact what am i making up and then finally what's the healthiest way for me to care for myself do i need to go broach a conversation gather a little bit more information rectify something uh, what's the next step for you that will create peace so I, love it. I think that's just about it cool thank you for calming your ass down
1: yeah you know i got i got into the cut <laughs> got into the groove
0: nice <laughs> awesome that? Well, thanks for hanging out, you guys. And we will talk to you next week around these parts. And here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.